You are about to bear witness to what only a select few has seen, an unveiled maiden. Tierman announced a hawk, but his gaze was censored on me, to where my hands trembled in my lap. A real smile appeared on his face, turning my stomach. Penelope, please reveal yourself. And welcome to our podcast, Coffee Talks. I'm Sophie. And I'm Soph. And this is your new bookish podcast. In this podcast, we'll discuss our latest book series fixation. Mostly fantasy, though, because we love the wings and the sharp teeth. There will be spoilers in this podcast. And we don't hold back on discussions of wingspan and sexy love bites. So make yourself a cup of coffee and join us on our exploration through the magical world of literature and chaotic romances. Enjoy. Keep reading. Hey, hello. Welcome <laughs> back to the fifth episode. Oh, already? Yes. Damn, time flies. Time flies. crazy. Fun. So, what's going on in your life these uh, days? These days, um, I recently moved. That's one yeah. big thing. Yes, um, I moved into my own apartment in Copenhagen. <sighs> it's very crazy. exciting. Uh, very expensive. <laughs> well, it's Copenhagen. It's Copenhagen. So. Um, but yes, I'm very happy about that. Moved together with uh, one of my good friends. And mm. a stranger we found on Facebook, as you do. <laughs> but we have become really close friends with her quickly. So it's really, very really nice. nice. I really love it. Yeah. And another big thing. <laughs> uh, we didn't haven't talked about this at all. But uh, I also just published my first book. <laughs> Um, it's in Danish because we're Danes. So, mm-hmm. but um, it's so un- cool. Thank you. <laughs> Unless you can read Danish, it's not really for you. But it's very exciting. I haven't read it yet, but I. Bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you know I bought your book you and did. I'm definitely going to sweet. read it. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited to read it. It's a novella, so it's not that long. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any other friends who like publish books. So this is really cool. You're a published author. <laughs> oh my God. I can't really believe it either, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. That is so cool. And you're only like 22. 21. 21. <laughs> yeah. I'm turning 22. That is in August. Very exciting. What have I done in my life? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yes, you have. You have been training. <laughs> well. Building muscles. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, that's well, basically what's going on in my life right now. You've been studying. Well, we have both been studying. <laughs> nothing like major is happening in my life right now. I'm trying to get a job, <laughs> and it's going. Well, I had a Place. job interview yesterday, yes. and um, that's congratulations. Maybe this is like a bad thing to put in the uh, podcast if I don't get the job. <laughs> Well, this is like this is like foreshadowing. Yeah, we it just, is. We just hope. Like, we hope it. I yeah. hope it so much. I think the yeah the interview went well, so we'll see. Very exciting. Yeah, and apart from that, I just read go smart. to the gym a lot <laughs> and, <laughs> and read smart. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. where are we and what are we drinking? Oh, we are in your dorm room. Again. As it's become kind of a habit. <laughs> yeah, and we're also drinking. <laughs> the instant coffee again. Nothing new under the yeah. sun. But I can already say, like, for the next episode, I think we're going to be someplace new. So, Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, but for now, 
same as usual. Yeah. Good old coffee. Good old goal. So what we're talking about today? Well, today we will continue our little journey in the from Blood and Ash universe. <laughs> so good. From Blood and Ash. But, <laughs> well, it's giving some ass sometimes. So, <laughs> from Blood and Ash. <laughs> yeah, so today we are looking at chapter 6 to 10. Yes. And obviously this episode will contain heavy spoilers on mm-hmm. these chapters because we'll be discussing them in detail. But we will also just give an extra spoiler warning for like the whole series because we will spoil mm-hmm. if we find it relevant. Uh, and also the spin-off series. Yeah. Probably not as much as this series, but still be aware. If you heard our last episode, which yes. I guess that you did... Um, or the last from Blood and Ash uh, episode, we also had major spoilers there. Yes. So, we spoil. We're just giving you the spoiler warning now, yeah. so you know. Um, should we get to it? Yes. So, you wanted to give like a quick summary of just the very general plot of the last episode mm-hmm. we went through. Just to so, place you in the time of the novel right here. Yes. So, in the last episode, this happened. So, Poppy is the sassy, badass killer queen we all want in our lives. She is the chosen and the maiden who is not to be touched or looked by, ugh, looked at by anyone before her ascension. In one of her forbidden adventures out of town, she finds herself in a room in the, <laughs> in the brothel, the Red Pearl, uh-huh. with a stranger who turns out to be a guard, Hawk Flynn. They share a <laughs> kiss. We see her uh, guard, Victor, and he tells her... That they have been summoned. They leave to help a cursed, a person that has been bitten by a craven. You know, the crazy bloodthirsty vampire. But we don't call them that. It's a vampire. That's no, a it's a craven. It's a craven. Puppy removes the cursed's pain and kills him before he can turn into a craven. Later, Puppy is unable to sleep and leaves with her guard, Ryland, to go for a walk. They run into Lord Massine, who is, like, the worst, one of the worst persons in this book. Yes. Who he requests a private audience with Puppy. Oh. Before he can touch her too much, they are interrupted by a scream. It turns out that one of the ladies has been killed, and Puppy sees two bite marks on her. And this so, is yeah, this is where we left off in mm-hmm. the last episode. So chapter six, chapter take six, take it away, take it away. Okay, so in chapter six, we find Puppy deeply disturbed ever after having seen this dead woman, and she talks to her best friend Tony about it. Uh, and they kind of discuss, like, what, what is it? What went on? And Tony is sure that this must have been a craven who had done it because of, you know, the bite marks. But the thing is that the craven shouldn't be able to get inside the castle. Um, and also, Puppy thinks it might be something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ascended, who she lives with, are quick to blame the descenders. Of course. Of course, <laughs> yes. Um, and the victim is later identified as Melissa Axton, who we learn is one of the la- you know who was <laughs> one mm-hmm. of the ladies in waiting, and they mentioned this place Radiant Row, but I don't think it's really important. That's where she's from. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we also see Poppy use her gift again and help uh, Victor with with one of his headaches, and Victor also mentions that he thinks that the attacker was an Atlantean, uh, and an Atlantean are those um, the descendant supports and one of the Dark Ones folks. 
And Poppy wonders why there was no blood and mist left with the victim. And she also, <laughs> yeah. And she also wonders if she had some kind of sexual relationship with her attacker before her death, uh, because she was left in a certain way on the floor. So sad. Yeah, very. But she is kind of guessing that it's, it was voluntary because there's no sign of like um, fighting and like um. no and skin under her nails and such things. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah. And then Victor and Poppy furthermore talk a bit about Lord Messine and Victor is uh, trying to make sure that Poppy is okay uh, because he knows how Lord Messine tends to treat Poppy. And Poppy is kind of brushing, brushing this off, being like, oh, nothing happened, I'm okay, <laughs> as Poppy does. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. sweet baby Poppy. Really? Well, little baby. Uh, so the next day, we find Poppy going to her weekly lessons with Priestess Analia, uh, where she reads in a history book, which is like one of the only books she's allowed yeah. to read, <laughs> really. How's, how boring. Imagine she's, if we yeah. were only allowed to read like history books. And should we also just say, like, heavily edited history books? Though we oh. don't know that, but I just think... Well, propaganda. Propaganda. She reads this history book, and she reads a lot about the Atlanteans. And I think we will dive more into this in mm -hmm. discussion of the chapter. But we will leave it at that right now. Uh, and we learned that the gods no longer support them. Yeah. <gasps> And then Poppy is curious, as Poppy is, so she goes into the room that Melissa was murdered in because of, you know, curiosity. Mm -hmm. And she finds a petal from a jasmine. And she's kind of wondering about this because the although there are flower arrangements in the room, there are no jasmine flowers. So she's like, well, where did this petal come from? Mm -hmm. Well, well, um, that is so special. And then later in the night, she's going for her evening walk with Ryland, her god, again. But something steers oh. in the distance. Yeah, we know what's coming. Yeah. And soon an arrow is protruding from Ryland's chest. Oh, so and sad. And he's like, like just screaming, like, run, puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Yeah. This was actually... Um... So we can spoil a little bit. So this we are going to spoil a lot, <laughs> but this book has a lot of plot twists. It doesn't, which I love. Mm. And this was one of the first plot twists was out where I was like, "Shit, man! This is not gonna be just a book where we just follow this uh, no. girl. They're really gonna life are at stake. Yeah, and yeah. Things are gonna happen, and you can't really trust anybody mm. yet. And like." People will die. Yes, and, and I they do. Very like I was like, oh damn, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, I'm gonna continue this. It's very because exciting. honestly, at first I was like, mm, this weird, but yes. then this happened, and I was like, lovely. Here we go. And also about the plot twist, we also have, as we talked uh, about in the last episode, a lot of foreshadowing, like yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy amounts of foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love it. Yeah. I love to be able to pick up the clues on the way and be able to guess along the way and sometimes also being blindsided but then like in my reread being able to like see that I was told in chapter one that this mm -hmm. was going to happen like I just love that so much yeah. um, and some of the foreshadowing in this chapter I've um, noted uh, down was on page 110 for example where we have the quote sometimes Victor got headaches not like the ones I got after opening up my senses or using my gifts too much, but far more severe, where light and sound made him nauseous and head pulsed. 
and his head pulsed. And obviously, it could just be headaches. But I don't remember. I read this and I was like, oh, there's something about Victor, but I don't remember what it is. Okay. The thing, well, I know some of it. The thing I remember, okay, I would also say that I don't remember all the details that are mm-hmm. in the book, so I might get some of this wrong. But as far as I remember, we later in the series are, um, you know, introduced to these fate creatures who are basically just, you know, they know what's going to happen and they can intervene with fate, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're assigned to certain people to make sure that they follow their destiny or somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it is as cheesily written that these people are called victors. Mm-hmm. And then we have Victor. Who is like the the first or uh, something, something like that. Important. He's basically, his name is his profession or yeah. some, some kind. Like he's a fake creature as far as I remember. Yeah, I, I um, that's also what I remember, yeah. but I don't remember the thing about the headaches. Okay, the thing about the headaches, I don't know if this is relevant to Victor necessarily, but um, when we're talking about being an Atlantean and also the thing um, Puppy reads in the book, when they're maturing and they're coming to that age when the magic is really setting in, they are getting these very, very strong headaches oh. and they are getting their teeth they're coming down the fangs yes (laughs) Uh, they're coming down um and i also think that mentioning that poppy gets headaches every time she uses her gifts is a bit interesting because Mm. i think this might be an early foreshadowing to her being something more because we already might see that she's affected by getting older and also i don't know i think victor his headaches is also because of magic stuff I'm not sure, but I think so. That might be... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. I was also <laughs> thinking that maybe they're, like, connected in some way. Are they? Oh. Do you remember? Oh, like, if they're... Doesn't he die? Yeah, he does. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> spoiler. Well, we always said so, so... Um, but, yeah, he dies, but maybe... But whatever. I think you're right about that he also uses, like, magic or whatever they call it, gift thing. Yeah. But it's just it's random places yeah. at times. So I, I thought maybe they were like connected in some way that when something happens to her, he also gets a headache. Oh, yeah. I don't I mean, know. That that's, should, just, uh, that's definitely a theory. I'm not sure about it, but... Um, it Well, it's, it's a thing. It's a thought. Yes. <laughs> it's a thought. <laughs> it's a thought, definitely. <laughs> um, yes, and I already talked a bit about the floral arrangement which I think we also mentioned in the first episode, there is something suspicious about the murder. Well, besides yeah. it being a murder. And remember that Puppy notices a scent on Lord Messine's fingers. Yes. And I really just love that we're getting hints to this yeah. throughout. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this was actually something I didn't notice when I reread it the first time, but then I went back and like I just skimmed the book, uh, the chapter... Um, to note a uh, summary and then i just found this passage passage which i was like that's um that's suspicious and i think i want i don't know what this means i don't know if it means anything but i want to hear your thoughts on it okay Ooh. so we are on page 121 and um puppy is going out um outside again and she's noticing the queen's garden and she says this i wasn't sure why the garden were called what they were as far as I knew, it had been a very long time since the Queen had been to Macedonia, 
but I guess the Duke and Duchess had named it after her as some sort of homage. Homage? Homage. 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 <laughs> French word. Mm-hmm. Uh, never once while I lived with the queen had I seen her step foot in the lush gardens of the palace. So, I just... There, there's. I think there's something here. I'm not sure, but we know that they have... At this place, we have a garden called the Queen's Garden. Mm-hmm. But Poppy also mentions that the queen doesn't really like to go outside the garden. So, is this garden named after another queen? Or is it some? Is it something else? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, that I'm just. No, <laughs> that is interesting. I hadn't noticed that. I, me neither. But I'm not saying it's anything significant. I'm just saying, it's there. It, it, it could be. I one thought I had, uh, and now I'm also saying that I don't remember the spin-off series in that great details that I can like mention the places of things. Mm-hmm. But as far as I remember. The realm kingdom that Serafina comes from mm-hmm. is like the old, the original version of Macedonia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did wonder if it was named after some of the characters in the spin-off series. But I'm not sure. <laughs> Does it have a name apart from Queen's Garden? No, they just called it the um... Queen's Garden. And what I found weird about it was ju- just that it's called one the Queen's Garden, but the Queen had never step, stepped foot in the lush gardens of the palace. That is very interesting. Be- well, in the spin-off series, it's Serafina's sister. Yes, she right. becomes, yeah, like stepsister. Ah, uh, step- stepsister? Yeah, she's the only child. Oh, damn. It's good that we're going to reread it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, many people, so many details. But her stepsister becomes queen in the spin-off series. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe... I don't know, man. I don't know, It's man. interesting. It might be important later. Like, maybe some book books that haven't been published yet. I just wanted to note it down. Mm-hmm. It's good that yeah. you highlighted yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, I also <laughs> thought a little bit about the bite marks. Haps, haps. <laughs> <laughs> because we notice, and Puppy notices, that there are only, like, two bite marks. And they talk about, oh, who can it be, and whatever. And... Yeah, they talk about that it could be the craven, but the craven have like four, four yeah. fangs. Yeah. So there should be four bite marks. And there's not. And it would be a lot more bloody. Mm. Yeah, that's what she's wondering about. That yeah. being no blood. And is that that why then the thing it's the Atlanteans? Um, or would there? I think the there Atlanteans. Like... Okay, should I just note? Uh, I think I'm going to read the thing that Poppy reads about the Atlanteans because it's quite. It's a bit infodumpy, okay? But we mm-hmm. need to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know that Atlanteans looked like mortals. Um, and they lived in, in Atlantia. Uh, this is where it comes with the headaches. Between your, between your 19 and 21, those of blooded Atlantean descent leave the vulnerable state of immaturity wherein the ill spirits in the blood become active. Noted during this period is a disturbing increase in strength and the ability to reco- disturbing increase. It's it's propaganda, you know, <laughs> and the ability to recover from most mortal wounds as they continue to mature. It is also to be noted that before the war of two kings and the extinction of the wolven, a bonding ritual was performed. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah bonding ritual <laughs> yeah um was it's certainly bonding it's oh yeah close 
yeah, okay, we're just gonna skip that for now, uh, was performed between an Atlantean of a certain class and a woolwin. Not as perhaps somebody else. Oof. Not much is known about this bond, but it is believed that the woolwin in question was duty-bound to protect the Atlantean. For a true Atlantean, two upper canines will form fangs, becoming elongated and sharpened, but they will not be overly noticeable to the untrained eye. Which is very interesting. The last yes. uh, bit of information I was like, I also noticed when I read it, uh, and I was like, oh, mm. that is why Poppy has not seen stuff. Some, yeah, some other things. Yeah. Yes, because they're not that noticeable. Mm, that is very interesting. Yeah. I like the untrained eyes. Thing. Yeah, should I go on because it keeps going? Oh, it keeps going. Yeah. Okay. Upon the appearance of fangs, the next, the next phase of their maturity begins, wherein they begin to thirst. As long Ooh. as their natural demands are met, their aging slows dramatically. It is believed that a year to mortals is equivalent to three decades to an Atlantean. Mm. The oldest known Atlantean was... Killian the Labuan. Yeah, somebody. Somebody. Who Not was 2,702 calendar years before his death. That's old. It's older than Jesus. Yes. And at last... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and at last it says, At this time, the Atlanteans are capable of passing on the ill spirits in their blood to mortals, creating a violent and destructive creature known as a craven, who share some of the physical traits of their creators. This curse is passed through a passionist passion. Poisonous, not passion. Poison. <laughs> That's a bit of different. Poisonous. I just want it smart. Poisonous, poisonous, same thing. Same, same. Poisonous kiss. So this history book is really telling Poppy that the, the craven are created by the Atlanteans, which... Um, it's not true. So but, that is... Uh, yeah, that was actually what I had for chapter six. Crazy. A lot of um, info. A lot of info. Oh, no, actually, I... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna skip that. I have one thing. This is just from a writing perspective. I really like um, mm -hmm. setting up the conflict, <laughs> like the inner conflict in Poppy, mm -hmm. because she says, I wasn't sure what was worse, being betrayed or blindsided. Actually, I did know being betrayed would be worse. And I just like the sentence, these sentences, because she is being both she's being blindsided and she's being betrayed mm -hmm. by hawk okay yeah and it just that's setting up the conflict so lovely. it's really <laughs> it's nicely written I like that it's, it is there is a big difference i think between reading a book that's written in like i yeah first person first person this we are english <laughs> students right <laughs> It's like a first-person narrator, yes. mm. and then like third-person narrator. Yeah. What do you prefer? I like both, um, but um, what I really like about *From Blood and Ocean*, the first-person narrator, mm. is that we really get inside her head. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting. You could also do that in a third-person narrator. Yeah. Third-person narrator, as we see in *Throne of Glass* and. Yeah. Um, Akatar and stuff like that. And we still get into the head, but it's not it's not the same thing. I think if we have uh, more than one point of view, I prefer to have third person. Yeah. Because just it's just easier to read than your brain knowing that every chapter the eye changes. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, some so jokes, just read the name. Uh, changed, for example, in um, Game of Thrones, the chapter is like, oh, then we have Daenerys. Yeah. Or then we have... But uh, is that first person? Uh, I don't think it is, but it yeah. still like gives an... No, it... I haven't. I don't it. think it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It's I've just heard that person. Game of Thrones is like terrible to read because it's so confusing. It all is. The point of view. I'm really glad that they have like the name. Yeah. On the chapter, because otherwise I'll be like, what is going? on? I have on? tried to read the first book so many times, and, and sometimes I you just got to give it. up. Yeah. And, and uh, read the smutty smutty stuff. That was just me dropping my ring. <laughs> Yeah, so that was just a side note about third person and first person yes. narrator. We like this one. Yeah. And now for chapter seven. Chapter seven. <laughs> a little summary. So, Rylan. <laughs> that was like a change in mood. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rylan dies. Okay. Rylan dies instantly. Yeah. And Puppy fights against a hooded person who tries to take her with him. She receives some hits to her face but keeps fighting and stabs the man twice. And he reveals an inhuman nature. Growl. Wow. Before he can hurt her for real, he's called back. And Poppy runs for help. Victor brings her to the Duchess, who is clearly upset and blames Rylan for not being alert enough. The Duchess tells Poppy that the king and queen might tell her to go to them. Okay. So, yeah. Imagine just having one of your guards and the on- one of the only people you can really speak to watching them getting murdered and then like the duchess and duke not uh remembering uh, his name constantly calling him by a wrong name and being like oh well it's kind of like victim blaming at mm-hmm. its finest really yeah, yeah so rylan is hit puppy rushes to catch rylan but he's dead before he can like hit the ground um and she tries to like reach out with her gift to see like to take away his pain so she can help him, yeah. but she feels nothing and uh, yeah he's dead. He did. He's dead and it's so sad. Then, uh, yeah, the hooded man approaches her and tells her that she has to follow him. And if she's a good girl, nothing will nothing will happen to him. Mm. Uh, nothing will happen to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Poppy is. Of course, very, very sad and very shocked by Rylan's sudden death. Yeah. Um, and she goes into a full ass, bad ass mode. She's like, like, hell no. Because she doesn't go down with a fight and she has learned to fight. So she knows what to do. So she is determined to not go with the man. Mm-hmm. And she also takes the blame for Rylan's death. <laughs> because she's like, oh. Um, they wanted so me. Yeah, and Rylan died because the man thought that he could take her. Yeah. And she's like, that's not going to happen. Um, so she takes the dagger that she has, like, sheath, sheathed. Sure. Uh, <laughs> on her thigh. And attacks the man. Woohoo! Um, she's also pretty sure uh, that he has killed the uh, maid. No, she's not a maid. The, the lady. lady. The lady in waiting. She wait. was a lady in waiting. He's pretty sure she's she's pretty. she is pretty sure that he has killed uh, the lady in wait, Melissa. Mm. Um, so she attacks to get her revenge as well. Yeah. So quote: I sprung up behind him, fisting the back of the man's cloak. I thrust the dagger into his back, aiming where Victor had taught me. 
the heart. But unfortunately, she misses. <laughs> well. But she still gets in two steps and hits something uh, vital, she hopes. Uh, the man but not makes really some though, inhuman sounds <laughs> and, quote, yelped in pain, the sound reminding me of a dog. Oh my god. Foreshadowing. <laughs> She's also punched a couple of times, which is sad. Um, but she knows that you can't, like, go down. If she falls, she will never get up. And she has learned from Victor that she cannot fall or, like, go get to on the, the ground. ground. Yeah. Because then she's, like, doomed. Yeah. Um, and at one point, the man's hood falls back and reveals eyes. <laughs> Quote. Luckily enough, Quote, he has eyes. eyes. <laughs> they were the color of frosted water. Ooh. A pale, luminous blue. Um, and I didn't really remember this that well. So at f- first I was like, is this Kieran? Nope, it's not. But then when he like threatens her, I was like, oh, no, this is not a Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not a Kieran. <laughs> no, this is not what he would do. So yeah, he threatens her, but is called back uh, by somebody whistling. Which is um, very... And he promises her that the next time they will meet, it will not be pleasant for her. <laughs> and he will, like, gut her or whatever he says. Yeah, He's, yeah. like, very um, vivid in his teeth. But who of... stabbed who here? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, she just smiles as the cool killer queen that she is. And she's now alone uh, with the dead Ryland. She's, like, waiting to see, oh, are this... is she coming back? Mm. When she's certain that he's not coming back, she runs for help. Yeah. And she runs into... Some guards that were like, oh, we heard some screaming. She's like, ah! Yeah, too late. <laughs> yeah, trying to, like, calm herself down because the panic is, like, rising in her. <clears throat> and suddenly Victor is by her side and she, like, calms down instantly mm. because she knows that he will listen to her. Um, Father got it under control. Yeah. <laughs> and she's covered in blood and bruised. Um, and then she remembers something that Hawk has said about death. Quote, Death is like an old friend who pays a visit, sometimes when it's least expected, and other times when you're waiting for her. And I thought that was very, like, poetic and nice that they call death her. I still <laughs> I still love that death is her. Yeah. That's... I just... Yeah. I thought that was... And also, I don't know, would you, in fact, like, stop for a second and think about a quote? <laughs> or like a... Something that a person is not saying. very realistic, but I think in general the the way people sometimes speaks in novels is not. Would would anyone ever say, death is like an old friend who pays a visit sometimes <laughs> when it's least expected, and other times when you're waiting for her. No, no. And also, would you smile at somebody that had just tried to take you? If you're a bit psychopathic. It's just, it it adds to the oh. drama and to her being, like, awesome. But apart from that, it's not very realistic. No. I would be so scared. But I we're know. going along for the good story. We are. So, she's brought to a room uh, where she is talking to Duchess Tierman. Yes. Uh, who is also very upset about what happened. Um, but not for the same reasons. <laughs> no, she's like, how the heck could people enter the grounds? Yeah. Uh, not very upset about the death of a very skilled uh, guard. guard. Yeah. Not guard. 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 <laughs> um, and 
people are like, oh, we think it's be- the they came in through the, like the broken part of the rice, mm-hmm. the wall around the city, and she's like, uh, what the heck? Uh, let's just um, oh, because there are some trees that have been growing there, and, and that is like, also the route that Poppy uses. Yeah, that's right. To go on her, so adventures. she's like not very happy about it being found out and uh, wants because the um, the queen no, not the the duchess so the duchess wants to cut down the trees and she's like no <clears throat> please, please don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile the duchess is speaking puppy's wounds are cleaned and the healer also mentions that she is well, not also and the healer mentions uh, that she is lucky to have only superficial wounds um but Puppy knows that it is not not luck that she only has like superficial wounds, but the fact that she was able to defend herself. Yes. And the Duchess blames Rylan for his own death <laughs> because he's like, oh, he, uh, he wasn't paying too much attention. But Puppy knows that he was very alert that night, mm. more alert than ever before. So Puppy gets mad. Also. Which is understandable. You can't say. Well, it was your fault that you got murdered. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. It's your fault that you don't have enough guards to, like, yeah, watch over everybody. Um, <clears throat> and then we hear a little bit about the Duchess. And Puppy has, like, fond feelings towards her. Fonder. Fonder. <laughs> so Puppy likes the Duchess and describes her as being kind and nothing like her husband. Mm-hmm. And we know that her husband... The Duke is terrible. So, um, it's not really, um, the, like, the the basic level of affection is not very high when you compare no. a person to, like, the worst person ever. <laughs> well, no, but it's still, like, well, she doesn't want to beat me up once a week, so I suppose I like her. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they found out that the arrow used to kill Rylan is marked with Dark Dark One's promise, which is, from blood and ash, we shall rise. Ah. And this scares Puppy, as the Dark One and the Descenders are the worst of the worst. Well, We've talked a lot about yeah. this. They're terrible. So it is clearly a threat. Yes. Um, and they believe that the Dark One and the Atlanteans are coming for Puppy. Mm. So it's a threat. <clears throat> yes. Um, then... The Duchess is like, um, I might have to tell the Queen and King, or I'm gonna tell the King and King and Queen, and you might be summoned to go there. Yeah, which um, is something that Puppy does not want to do because then she has to leave like Tawny, Tawny, and presumably also Victor, mm. and then she won't be able to train anymore. So she would like lose her whole life if she has to go back. Yeah. Um. And this is yeah. The end of the chapter. Okay. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So you also mentioned it as a quote, but what did you think about the pale, luminous blue eyes of the person who is attacking Poppy? I think it's sad that they use the... Well, obviously it's a woman. but Mm. (laughs) We know that. We should just mention that. Uh, Obviously, or... or. Or. (laughs) I think it's sad that they use the woven in like a sad way or in a bad way because I just I like the woven. Well, but we know what Hawk's uh, intentional 
intention was with puppy first so like mm -hmm. yeah but the thing i noticed about them and this is also something i might not remember rem remember correctly from later in the series but um okay spoiler but we know um puppy is obviously you know they find out she's the guard of the guard the most important of all right mm -hmm. um and granddaughter that, of the king of gods yes exactly and by that she is also kind of like the mother of the woven because seraphina mm -hmm. created them which we haven't read about yet but i suppose she will do that in book three uh in the series whoa i forgot about that yeah she hasn't created the woman yet the in the, the spin-off series okay but that was like no well mm. as far as i remember when the woven sees the gods um, I think their eyes are turning blue, as far as I remember. So I did wonder if his eyes is not actually blue, but that's just because he's looking at Poppy and like something in his blood is recognizing her what? as, um, you know, his superior. What? Again, I don't know I if I remember correctly. Don't remember that. We will that meet. Might be right. I don't remember the name of this character, but I know we will meet him later. We'll meet him later. So I suppose we can see what his eye color is then. But what if their eyes is just always turning blue when they look at puppy? But I think it, they are. Yeah, and also I think because um, we have like a, the first yes, person point of view. Yes, <laughs> and also I think Victor's eyes is also mentioned as blue. I don't remember that at all. I don't, but I'm just. I think. Thanks, Sarah. We have to find that out for yeah. later. We do. Yeah, and then we learned that people's ascension is tied to puppies. So again, we're learning a bit more about the ascension mm -hmm. as time goes on. It's still quite mysterious, I would yeah, say. Still confusing. Um, but we learn why it's so important because apparently um, hundreds of people can't ascend if puppy doesn't for some reason, which I don't know why, but... Well, we don't. Know we yet. don't. <laughs> and then, I just love when we have the title mentioned. Finally, finally, <laughs> from Black Nash, we shall rise, yes. and we'll learn a lot more about this later. Yeah. Um, but so far, it's like, if you hear that, you're fucked. Yes, because that is like the slogan, I suppose. Yeah. Of the descenders. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and we'll learn more. Yes, yes, yes. So, <clears throat> what type of coffee are these chapters? <laughs> the most important question of them all. Mm -hmm. um, so, the all the chapters of this episode. Yeah, I think these chapters we have read for this episode is a coffee with like a heavy cream in it. You like, like the cream? No, but like it's a heavy cream. Uh, okay. Because I think it's kind of info dumpy. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very neutral. We don't have any smutty smut no, as no. we did in the first coffee mm -hmm. <laughs> episode. Um, so just it it's it's a mouthful. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm, yeah. I would say the same thing. There's nothing apart from Ryland's death. Uh, said <laughs> uh, there's not much interesting with with on. a taste of salt from our tears. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just uh, it's just a coffee. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a it's coffee. just a, maybe just a black coffee. Maybe a uh, flat white. Mm. Yeah, I actually never had a flat white. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> so, one of our friends uh, drinks a lot of. Uh, oh, she always drinks flat white. Yeah. 
I don't know. It just makes me think of that. Like, yeah. It's just flat. And white. <laughs> white. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Moving on. Chapter eight. Yes. Take it away. I will. So Poppy and Victor talk about the man who killed Rylan and attacked her. Victor thinks that he is a descendant. And Poppy doesn't think it was the dark one she faced because, well, she doesn't. There's something which isn't adding up. Mm -hmm. And Poppy is taking a bath to wash the blood from her. She's looking in the mirror and thinking where she got her looks from. She's reminded of her father and her brother Ian, uh, who shares her green eyes. Mm. And she also mentions that her mother's eyes were brown. And then we see her thinking about the queen, which we learn is called... Elena, I suppose. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Uh, which all, uh, who always told her that she looks exactly like her mother when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she does, but not. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Poppy also notices that the bruises she got the other day um, are nearly healed, which she is surprised by because. It shouldn't go. That was fast. Yeah, it shouldn't go that fast, I would say. And she's like, oh, the healers really gave me like an ointment, which is good. <laughs> Just like the ones they usually give when I'm like beaten. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh-huh. Um, we also learn a bit more about Puppy's family. And we learned that her mother was indeed a lady in waiting. But her father was not a lord. Which meant that her father couldn't ascend. So in order for her parents to marry, her mother had to give up her ascension Mm -hmm. and not become a lady-in-waiting anymore, which she did for love. And Poppy is very, like, much admiring this. We also learned that the ascended can bear no children, like the Twilight Vampires. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then we have a bedtime, and, like, we have, like, a cute friendship moment where Tony is, like, crawling into Poppy's bed, and they're, like, talking at night. And they are talking about death and what happened. And they're also discussing the Dark One. Mm -hmm. And Tony mentions that the Dark One almost doesn't feel real. And that he's almost like discussed as the Boogeyman. Which Mm -hmm. I find kind of interesting because it is like more of this myth used to scare children. Which is like, not real? Perhaps. (laughs) And uh, Poppy is more scared of the attack... um, Meaning that she's being called to the capital, as you also mentioned. Or actually worse, that her ascension is moved forward. Which That's she's true. very scared of. Uh, because she doesn't want her ascension to happen. And then we have the next day. And it has become time for Rylan's funeral. And Poppy really wants to go to the funeral. But Victor is like, it's it's unmaiden. Like, you can't go. And it's mm-hmm. outside of the castle and stuff like that. But Poppy is like, hell no. I'm gonna go. So she does. But because Victor was the one closest to Ryland, he's like in charge of lighting the funeral pyre. Mm-hmm. So he can't look after Poppy. Oh. But luckily, <laughs> we have another man who is um, ready ready to look after her. And that is none other than Hawk Flynn. And we just, you know, he's going towards them and he's like, I'm gonna look after her and I'm going to protect her with my life. And <laughs> I just love it. And like everyone else is also just surprised to see the maiden there because mm-hmm. they're not expecting the maiden to show her own guard so much respect in, in a way. Um, yeah. But she also feels bad. 
because she then notices that she's been selfish. Mm, yeah. Because she didn't really think about the fact that Victor couldn't leave her to pay his respect. Yeah. To Raya Lynn. And that is uh, very sad. But I don't know if Victor actually thinks that or it's just Puppy who like overthinks stuff. I think Puppy is overthinking. But yeah, that is basically... Relatable Puppy truth. <laughs> Relatable. Um... I think the most interesting in this chapter is definitely the talk of her family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We finally hear something about her Yes, family. and her looks. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yes, not, not to be superficial, but this is important because of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, all fantasy main characters has to have green eyes, you know. Apparently. Um, yeah, <laughs> apparently. But what I find interesting is that she is being like, oh, I got the color of my eyes from my father. And I also shared the color of my eyes with my brother. Um, but if you have continued the series, you know that, well, he's not her father. Not bio- Ian is not his, her brother. Not biological anyway. So, I mean, that's just like coincidence. Coincidence. Coincidence, yes. Yeah. Um, and yes, then I also just noted down the bruises. <laughs> because as we know, like... Well, later, no. Her scars? No, her bruises okay. uh, from like the, the, the attack mm-hmm. she got, um, who healed very quickly. And she is like, the healers are doing a good job. But I think this is another foreshadowing to her being god, godlike. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we know, um, the when you start becoming, becoming into your godness or whatever, <laughs> godliness, um, you start to heal. Faster and quicker. Yeah, they also have like kind of a, a, an ascension yeah. themselves. When then between nineteen and twenty one, yeah, I think it is just like the Atlanteans. Well, surprisingly enough, right? Um, so I just think that I don't think the ointment had anything to do with her bruises healing quickly. Just gonna say that. Honestly, I would like to heal faster. Yeah, and I also love um, the quote that Hawk says to her when he's like at the funeral, Ryland's funeral, he is saying, you do us all a great honor by being here. That's right. And who do you think that he is talking about, like, us? Like, because, like, I don't think he's talking about the guards. You're doing us all a great honor by being here. Do you think, like, isn't he talking about his own people? Of course he is. Also because later we know that there are a lot of Atlanteans in the guards. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So many uh, Atlantean guards. And also we know that like Hawk's um, original plan was to just like kidnap her. But what the heck is Hawk doing there? Because he like like, ordered Raiden to be killed. Uh, Yes. And I don't remember his exact reason for this, but I suppose he's the one who is... And when she's attacked, that he's the one whistling and be yeah, like, yeah. call off the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, obviously he's doing this to get... To become her personal guard. Yeah. Um, Gotta kill the just, people in the way. Like, yeah. Keep it low, dude. <laughs> Don't be at the funeral of the person. Like, you can clearly see how much it affects Puppy. But yes. honestly, he's so consumed with like hatred that he just... Maybe doesn't care about her. He d- 
probably doesn't care about her at this point. Ah, uh, but I think he's um, interested. He's intrigued. Intrigued. He's, yes. He's not like oh, I'm gonna he's marry not her in someday. love. Well, no. it is his purpose to marry her someday, but not for love. Isn't he just? A I think to take her and give her up to the queen. I think his original plan, and this is gross, but I think it was to like kidnap her and force her to marry him. To be, to kind of being like for the ascended, like we have your maiden, and she's not a maiden anymore, so she is not of value to you. We we uh, took her power away, I think. I'm not sure. I thought he was just going to give her so that she, he could get his brother back. Oh well, yeah, also that. But, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we will get to that at some point. But I also love um, this the line Victor has where he's saying she's the future of this kingdom. Mm-hmm. Also about him being like a fate creature. Because Poppy is the future of the kingdom. But not the kingdom that you would think. Yes. But also the fact that Victor never calls her the maiden. Mm-hmm. He's always calling her by her name. Yeah. And she also Just... knows when he says something like that that he mm. thinks about like who she is yes. and not what she is yeah exactly and uh, that's very cute yeah and just i love it i love it <laughs> absolutely chapter nine nine <laughs> that's me that is you wait did i oh i forgot to make like a small summary i think okay <clears throat> so it's the morning after Ryland's funeral and Poppy has her usual training sesh with Victor. Yes. And they discuss whether or not fighting is like a game. <laughs> and this is where like their relationship come in, comes in, comes into place. Poppy is having a bit too much fun. Yeah. So Poppy, I find her um, a lot like me. Like maybe <laughs> relatable. Because you could also use a swor- sword or... <laughs> <laughs> but more in the sense that like she thinks it's a game. And she takes all the wins and she could get. Mm. And I do that a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I won. I don't care. Um, and yeah, I just find that very entertaining. Yes. Very awesome. And uh, she has a very genius comment, which I laughed a lot about when I read it. <laughs> so you got the upper hand three... Oh, quote. You got the upper hand three times. But they would have not been nothing more than flesh wounds. Flesh wounds. Flesh wounds. <laughs> flesh is a hard word to say, apparently. Flesh wounds. He barked out a short, rare laugh. Only you can think disembowelment a poultry flesh wound. And I just, I think that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. She's just like, ah, you barely hurt me. And he's like, I could have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> bah, whatever. Whatever. Oh, that's so fun. And I love that little ping pong. And yeah, They're you can so, see the relationship. So sweet together. Mm-hmm. And um, her wounds are also healing from the fight with the hooded man. And we too quickly, too quickly. We now learn of Puppy's love of books, Ooh. and that she spent the day after Ryland's funeral reading. She's only allowed to read some books, mm-hmm. and definitely not romantic books. Not the smutty smut. Uh, but Tony brings them into her secretly anyway, yeah. and she like consumes a book so fast. She's like us. <laughs> she's like us. Yeah. Um, Victor asks if she has slept uh, well. Which he knows she doesn't really do because she has like night terrors. Mm. And he knows her very well and he sees through her lying about being fine. And that the death of Ryland hasn't affected her. Mm. 
so an interesting observation is that is made uh, by Poppy as she thinks, quote, I hadn't had a night terror since I went to the Red mm-hmm. Girl and I wasn't sure why that was. <laughs> well, Poppy, why do you think? <laughs> I think sexy man is why. <laughs> yes. And she definitely tries and fails to pretend that Hawk hasn't affected her, which is not going well. No. And I like that she's just, uh, I don't know why, and but still thinks of Hawk. A good kiss has nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, Victor and Puppy talk about who will rep- replace Rylan as a personal guard. And Puppy instantly thinks of Hawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she even tries to pretend that she does not know his name in front of Victor, which he also sees through. That sexy man? I, I never <laughs> noticed him before. Yeah, he's like, as if you don't remember. <laughs> you like Everybody girl. looks at him. And you do too. I do too. They arrive at the topic of uh, Hawk being very handsome. Mm-hmm. And Victor warns her of only looking at Hawk. To which Puppy is like, uh, when would I have a chance to like do something else than just looking at him? <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> and Victor then says that she cannot go on adventures with or without Tawny anymore. Because it's too dangerous. And Puppy is really annoyed that Victor has noticed uh, her leaving. She was like, this was my thing. Yeah. And you knew uh, all along? How did... What? Why? <laughs> and she's like, uh, I hope he didn't notice me at the Red Pearl. Do you, Which, a- do you actually... Uh, did you think he knew? I, he must he, have known. Yeah, he being knows. Being the face And he also knows who Hog is. Yes. So, yeah. So, obviously, he, he knew. Mm-hmm. He knows. He was like, my... Bonus daughter is like going to get a first kiss. I'm going to support from right here. <laughs> yeah. And with a good guy. <laughs> yeah. We support this guy. Uh, he says that Hog would be a good match as a personal guard as he is new and therefore notice other stuff than the guards uh, do that have been there for a long time. Yeah. And uh, that is a very good observation, I think. Mm-hmm. And Puppy is not exactly keen on the idea because what if uh, Hog realizes who she is, in fact. Yeah. And, uh, and he has kissed those lips. <laughs> <laughs> and tells the Duke and Duchess. Because then she'll be in big trouble. Later we find Puppy in the Great Hall at uh, the, where the meetings are usually held with the Duke and Duchess. Yeah. Uh, and the people. And Puppy looks up to the sky roof thing. Yeah. Ceiling. And uh, she notices the paintings of God's this is interesting so let's just run through the gods yeah so some of them we don't hear that much about and some we do so we have Ion Ion I would say Ion Rhea and then we have Ios yeah who is the goddess of love fertility and beauty and Mm -hmm. she has red hair and we're going to learn a lot more about her later yes then we have Cyan, who is the god of the sky and the soil, a.k.a. earth, wind, and water. Then we have Theon, who is the god of accord and war. Layla, goddess of peace and vengeance. Belle, goddess of the hunt. Do you see Belle? I say Billy. No, it's Belle. Is it? Mm-hmm. There is like a description of how oh you... Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> uh, pronounce the... Pronunciation. Pronounce the... Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the names. Then we have Pyrrhus. Who is the god of the uh, the right and prosperity? Rain, god of the common man and endings. Penelope. uh, Her namesake. Her namesake. uh, Goddess of wisdom, loyalty, and duty. Which 
probably finds so ironic. She's like, why the heck was it named after her? Because I have nothing yeah. to do with her. Which I think she does. But the next guy? <laughs> and then we have Nyctos, who is the king of gods. Yes, he is And the spin-off series will be so much about him. And he is hot. And I... I love him so, so much. Ugh, he's a favorite of mine. Lovely guy. And uh, she also mentions that he is the one who made the first blessing. Which I don't remember if he is. Um, and what, me, what does he mean by blessing? I don't know. No. I don't know if the first blessing is like the first ascension. Essentially. Does she do that? Does she send Serena? I don't Serafina? Think, I, don't, I don't... Serena? Serafina? Serafina. I say Serafina. Oh, Sira. Sarah. I don't know, but we will see when we read this off. Yeah. So we are told that the gods do not walk in the sun. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the ascendant don't either. <laughs> well, that's Is convenient. Is that right? No. That's convenient. Uh, she wonders how Ian is adapting to never see the sun again. And sh- we also learn that and like get the idea that she was very close to her brother. Mm. And it is very clear that she misses him and struggles with not seeing him or hearing from him, apart from like the letters that he presumably uh, sends her. Yes, and writes to her. Uh, her thoughts land on her possible departure to the capital soon, mm-hmm. and she starts feeling anxious about it. To distract herself, she looks around and fidgets with her hands. And Victor asks if she she oh my god, <laughs> and Victor asks if she is okay. And we learn that Puppy is uh, very scared of spiders. Yeah. Because he's like, Brain why them. are you fidgeting with your hands like you have like spiders in your gown? And she's like, if I had spiders in my gown, I would like run around, go crazy. And I thought that was very fun. If a man is trying to murder me, like, okay, but spiders? <laughs> that is where I draw That is line. terrible. I thought that was very fun. So <laughs> the meeting is obviously boring. And Puppy's <laughs> feet... Uh, hurt a lot and uh, Tony by her side is like um, yawning <laughs> really not trying to pay attention at all but also the meeting is like the people coming in like being able to like, yeah and it's been like yeah. two or three hours so I get why she uh, her feet are hurting yeah and she notices Hawk uh, standing at the side somewhere in the room and mm-hmm. their eyes lock quote Air whooshed from my lungs, and the entire hall seemed to fade away, going silent as we stared at one another. And this is like, she's falling for him. Mm -hmm. It's certain. Well, then a couple, um, Mr. and Mrs. Tulis, requests an audience with the Duke and Duchess and explains their terrible position. Really sad. They have lost two children already to a sickness of the blood. That's really sad. Which is uh, quite convenient that it's a sickness of the blood. Mm, I think there is something edgy over there. Okay, I didn't even notice that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, that doesn't sound right. Okay. So what are you thinking? That they're like... That they're killed by one of the ascended. I'm certain because later we learn like that. Oh, they killed a lot of people. That they couldn't really control themselves. That they're kind of worse than Craven in some way. Yeah, but how would they know that? How... Yeah, I know that the ascended, but like the ascended, kill the people they're handing it in. 
Yeah, that's true. I've yeah. understood. Mm-hmm. But I just later we learned that they are very uncontrollable. They have a huge thirst for like human blood. Like what I understood is like we have the whole like second daughters and something, which is well as but it's says, just I think that it's just yeah weird that the two children children died. But isn't that just like a tragedy of the family because they made like you will have you you get to have your firstborn for yourself and then your secondborn you're giving them to the gods and what they are telling them is like they will have a wonderful life and they will you know be in line to ascend one day but what we learn is really happening is that like <laughs> the ascendants are like mm-hmm. eating them like drinking their blood yeah so but like, I just okay yeah I it's have a, a huge feeling that they the the two children have been killed yes. and yeah by the ascendants I just, I feel that. Uh, but they now have a newborn baby, which is then their, thir- their third child. Yes. And Mrs. Tulis cannot have any more children. Uh, because she's like, her body's done. Mm. She cannot do it anymore. And as the second and third child is to be given to the gods, they will have to give up their baby when it is only a month old. Which I found very disturbing because mm-hmm. when we know that they like just drink their blood, why would they have like a month old? But I'm also like there is not that much blood in a one. Like, That's what one, I thought. So like they why must old. They must like raise them like cattle. But do you think <clears throat> they do that? I do think they are raising them like cattle. But then I'm just wondering like, do they have like an an wet nurse to like breastfeed them because a, a one month. Old can't survive. That's what I'm thinking. Why a month? Is this a plot hole or is this just <laughs> coming later? I don't know. They, I don't remember this. I just... But yeah, they are there to give their child when they're one month. So they beg for the Duchess and Duke's permission to keep their baby. And Puppy feels deeply mm-hmm. for them. It is considered an honor for the child to serve the gods. But Puppy understands the trauma and loss that the parents... Um, must go through and will be left with when their child is like taken and wishes that an exception could be made for just this once because they have no surviving children besides so the Duke and Duchess decline uh, blankly Mm -hmm. and Puppy notices Hawk tensing and looking very angry yes so Mrs. and Mr. Tulis are left with nothing and Puppy feels their deep pain as they start to beg the maiden for per- for mm. mercy also. So they like move and stand in front of her instead and then try to beg her. Like, and she can like do nothing. Please talk to the guards, do something. And she just has to really force herself not mm-hmm. to look at them and not to do anything. I don't have a direct call line. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Have the ascension sent it down either. Yeah, but they think they do. So Poppy can do nothing. Like she has no power. Yeah. And... And it is terrible. And I think this is when, like, a seed is planted in a puppy that something is not right. This is, like, a key moment. Yeah. I think it is. Um, I felt that. Yeah. Because now you really see, like, the injustice. This is unfair. And she's really thinking about, like, it's it's just one child. Why can't you just not get that child? Mm. Just, what the heck? Why, what is the reasoning behind this? Yeah, she's, the- like... The gods can't be that, like, craving or, like, yeah. yeah, cruel. That's what I thought as well. So, with her gift, 
she senses a bit of pain from a blonde man in blonde man in the crowd, mm-hmm. and also obviously from Mister and Missus Tooley's. Um, but before she can do anything more uh, about this, um, the bit of pain she feels from the man, she is distracted. So we don't learn anything else about the no. man, but it's important later. Yes. So I just wanted to mention this. I just noticed the foreshadowing in this chapter, which mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, sometimes you just need to look at words and really mm-hmm. read them. And for some reason, I didn't do that. But <laughs> uh, it says on page 158, the ascended were descendants of the gods by blood, if not by birth, uh, which is, mm. well, that is actually true. That is one thing they are. It's true. Because How can they, but they just drink the blood of the Atlanteans. Oh, but that's that's the whole. If you remember, um, we know that the queen is not who she says is it she is, and mm-hmm. that is um, about Nictis and Sarah's children. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. But someone is turned when they're not supposed to be turned, and then that is when the ascendants start. So they are yeah oh. descended of the gods by blood, if not by birth, because they are turned by blood, as we know from drinking from that a god. And then I just like, <laughs> it's literally in their names. But I never m- noticed before. But the descended, as we know them, the Atlanteans, they are literally descended from the gods. Dang. They are like the gods' children long after. I bet they line. didn't think about that when they made up the name. Yeah, and then we have the ascended, which they are ascended. By the gods, or the once were by blood. Oh, deep! And I was just like, it's literally in their names, and I never thought about it. Me before. neither. Me neither. Not like, before you said this. Oh, like, oh my god. Chapter ten. Actually, I have one thing. Okay. That's just uh, as you mentioned before that um, there are a lot of um, descended in the guards, mm-hmm. um, because it also says that uh, Hawks appears to be close to Commander Jansen, mm-hmm. who's like the command mm-hmm. of the god. Mm-hmm. So, do we know if he is a descendant? We know that he's a descendant. Yeah. Or it's yeah. just like... That's he's an adventure. That's yeah. like a hint too. We know that. So, they really have powerful wings. They've really managed to get in inside the lines. Yeah, yeah. They really did their research. <laughs> <laughs> she did. They did the yeah, dirty work. They did. Okay, chapter 10. Chapter 10. The last one of this episode. Yeah, the last up after, after the last chapter. <laughs> and also... Can I just say what a place to end? <laughs> Let's it go. is the day after the weekly meeting, and Poppy has slept terribly, as usual. Yeah, she she is thinking about how the crowd was left unsettled and the resentment she felt in the people yesterday. She's beginning to doubt the natural order of things, as she was told by the ascended, and wonder if she could have power enough to change things as the maiden. Mm. She meets with Victor and he says that the Duke and Duchess wants to meet with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When she arrives, she learns that it is because of her new personal guard, who turns out to be Hawk Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, finally. But one thing about the personal guards is that they have to see the maiden unveiled in order for her security. And also so that she, they are not like, oh, this is what the maiden looks like. Yeah, like in, the, in case of emergency and yeah. she's unveiled and they have Imagine to like... Imagine like somebody evacuate. is coming toward puppy with a, like a sword drawn. 
and she like doesn't have a veil on and it flaps away <laughs> from her or something and her personal guide is like that damn and then they die <laughs> damn you hotter than a thought <laughs> what well, the heck you have scars but poppy is quite nervous because she's like what if hawk recognizes me from the red pearl now because he's gonna see all of it and she did have a mask on at the red pearl but he could still see like he could see her the color of her hair and like well he's going to be able to notice now but there's no there's no way turning back and we literally end this chapter at such a cruel place and i wanted to scream when i read this and i knew that i couldn't read continue to read before we um recorded this episode episode yes um yes because we hear the sentence penelope please unveil penelope please unveil yourself we don't get to see hawk's reaction so (laughs) annoying so annoying but oh my god yeah what a place to end i don't even have notes for this chapter i just have like screaming like (laughs) (laughs) really um but like it's about to start now Mm -hmm. really so So we're like going deeper into the book now and we learn get to know people better and i like that there is not well there was action in this episode Oh, we yeah, did have one in death. these chapters, but <laughs> so, yeah. like it's not too crazy now because I think it's important to get to know the people before mm. crazy things happen, yeah. and I like that. Yeah, um, that is lovely. That is lovely. Lovely. <laughs> well, I'm excited for a more puppy and Flynn action. I'm so excited for the next episode. I'm like looking forward to continue reading. Oh, me too. Um, yeah, and the next episode. Chapters 11 to 15. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, yeah. So, what are we currently reading? What are you reading right now? <laughs> I don't have the most interesting update. I'm still reading Pride and Prejudice uh, mm. for our university. Um, I'm about, like, a little less than 100 pages left. Um, and then, yeah, I'm reading, like, some Danish books. Or at least, like, Danish translations of books. And I don't know their English titles, so... Books. Be reading. Be reading. (laughs) Yes, I'm reading. Yes. What about you? Well, I um, also like reading um, Pride and Prejudice. And I still find it very daunting. Um, (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) But I'm about halfway through the book. (sighs) Um, It's a classic, so I guess I like it, but... You don't have to like it just because it's a classic. Well, then I can say that uh, it's not my thing. But I'm I'm so excited for the episode when we're going to talk about it because I have like notes. I'm excited also to yeah. So we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, spoiler. Uh, and yeah, I also want to like get into it and actually know what's going on. But okay, apart from that, I am also reading the fifth. Yeah, the fifth book, fifth and sixth. Book of Throne of Glass, which you like tandem read. Yeah, I'm not that. I just read like two chapters yesterday, so I haven't read that much. And you also like you bought like the box set, so you have the books now. The box set. Yeah, so I'm like I buy books now. Yeah, which is why I'm broke, (laughs) (laughs) and also because we're students. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I spent all the money that I had for this month on books. And then we're just going to eat warts for dinner. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Um, so, 
Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We certainly did. And make sure to like reach out to us on our Instagram. Yeah, you can always ask us a question, slide into our DMs, <laughs> comment on, yeah, whatever. Um, and yeah, one there's only one thing, thing to say: <laughs> keep, keep reading. reading.